Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. It's like what Michael Scott says, presents say, I love you this many dollars. <laughs> Let's let that be the opening to our episode. A brilliant way to start. How's your week been? Truly. I feel like mm. we've spoken 10% less this week. I think that's because on the weekend I was demolishing my house, which meant yeah. that I didn't have a phone on me and I did feel like I was very distant from communication. Yeah. But I tell you what, I felt great after the weekend because I didn't spend any time listening or reading the news or being oh. on my phone. Yeah. And maybe also the copious amounts of physical exercise could be that too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, didn't get sore abs after demolishing a house and lifting tiles all day. A bit disappointed about that. Was your back sore or like? Nothing was sore. Oh. I know. I clearly didn't work hard enough. I, I've been okay this week. I've been having these weird cravings for obviously like anything out of the norm. So today I messaged Brenton and I was like, I need to go to Glen Waverley strike bowling. <laughs> I need to go there now. Like I'm That's so sad. A strange one. I just want to have. I want to have like chips and like bowl and have music and have like a shitty made cocktail and like have so much fun. I don't think I've been since I was maybe 17, and I must have got in with a fake ID to go bowling because like I'm 99 percent sure that I did the same thing when I was underage. Fake IDs to go bowling because, like, they never checked your age at the bar. Yeah, once you're in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, oh, my God, it was so fun. And I just think, I don't know, weird things like that. And yesterday I said to Brenton, I need you to teach me to ride a bike. So <laughs> Brenton is a drill sergeant. He gets full. His dad is very like, I went to boarding school. I ate a cube of spam and taro for lunch. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like Brenton gets like that when he tries to do things. So Brenton has tried to teach me to manual drive. Does not have the patience. Very fearful. I'm not the best driver and it just didn't end well. But with the bike Wait, riding. Ba- Brenton's not very patient, even though he's a drill sergeant. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, he's not patient. He's like okay. rude and then scared and then like, I'm taking over. It's just not good. But with the bike riding, he had obviously a bit less fear for his life and like only slightly less fear for my life. And so he was like, turn this way, turn that way, figure eight, figure eight, figure eight. And I was like, I just want to ride up and down the street. And so that was tricky. I've got a really sore bum today. You forgot to tell everyone the fact that you actually don't know how to ride a bike and that's the whole reason you got on the bike in the first place. I said I'm trying to learn to ride a bike. I can't express. So as a child, I, like, could ride a bike, but I was just not very good. And I always had, like, weird injuries. Like, I got my foot stuck in the wheel and I pretty much stopped riding after that because I was riding barefoot on the tennis court. And my foot obviously got stuck in the front wheel and then it, like, swelled, like, three times the size. And I was, like, never doing that again. And then I think I did it, like, one more time probably in, like, year seven on, like, bike riding camp or something. And, like, emergency braked and, like, got a Went seat over the in my hymen. Oh. <laughs> and so, like, had some vaginal trauma there. And I think ever since it's just been not something that's super palatable for me for obvious reasons. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. it's funny because I've got such good core strength and really good balance, like, you know, holding a tree pose or something, but put me on a bike and I'm like a cartoon. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> takes me a while to get started and then I can't turn. I can't turn right. 
I can you please so Lisa sent me a video and was like do you want to really 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 laugh and I said yes but I'm a little bit scared anyway she sent me a video like I don't think I'll find it funny and I'm like okay (laughs) ma'am So she sends me a video that her sister Kirsty has filmed from her window in the house next door. And the best part is that you can hear Kirsty laughing at Lisa, and then you can also hear Lisa when she crashes, like laughing through the window a hundred meters away on the street. <laughs> and Brendan said to me after when I got inside, which made me just want to like bury myself. But I was like, Oh, you can hear me laughing and the tires screeching, like from the video. And he's like, Yeah, I don't I didn't want to tell you when we we're out there, but I could see the neighbors flicking on their lights and looking out so next time i do it i'm going to go and do it outside someone else's house because i can't were you out after curfew no 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 8 20 to like 8 50 oh good perfect perfectly legal yeah but moral of the story if you want to learn to ride a bike now is the time wait until you know just before curfew no one's really around but top tip do it outside someone else's house so they think it's them not you Uh, that's a good way to start this episode. Thank you for the reminding me and giving me another belly laugh. That was good. Oh, um, I love to embarrass myself. I actually don't have a lot of shame, do I? So I will put it in the story as you can Absolutely see. Absolutely no shame. Uh, that's the tea on that. First up in beauty news this week, we have on our list to discuss the fact that there are new brands launching at Mecca. And upon a slightly deeper investigation, I found that there's more brands than we even realize that are about to launch at Mecca. So let's discuss. First up, we obviously know that Charlotte Tilbury is coming. And so this is a PSA reminder that it's happening in mid-September. So roughly two weeks from now. Uh, Next up, Gisu, which is the hair care line, which is apparently extraordinarily expensive. Haven't tried it myself. Made by a beekeeper's wife, I believe is also coming to Mecca. I've heard um, beekeeper's wives, they normally do really good hair care. Yes. No, she's a hairdresser in training, which makes her even more. Oh, in training? (laughs) I've heard hairdressers in training also make great hair care founders. The founder has 6.6 million followers, and I would say that is what makes her most qualified of all. Yeah. Uh, next up, Rosie Huntington Whiteley or Whitley or however you say her name has this week announced that she is bringing out a beauty brand called Rose Inc, which unites efficacy and ethics in formulas charged by proprietary engineered botanicals and safe synthetic ingredients. Sounds like greenwashing okay. to me. Uh, it's a safe synthetic ingredients at least she's not going all clean and i feel like that's she very true. much could be the type to go all clean she's very much associated with bare minerals and um hourglass i believe as well so it's yep. interesting to see her go out on her own when she's really been a strong face for multiple beauty brands but in saying that both bare minerals and hourglass are sort of in line with that where they're like natural but not completely natural but yeah that's the vibe Clean and clinically proven, sensual and sustainable, and effortless and effective. Apparently, this article likes to use alliteration. A little anyway. bit. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Kylie Cosmetics, which we did discuss maybe a few weeks ago. Yeah, I have a, I have something to say. Please. Are we shocked? I, I, I genuinely need to know how far on or off my finger is on the pulse. The lip kits sold out. Guys, the lip kits are so old. 
I'm shocked truly that people are still using like liquid lipsticks and is it only because all these people have been stewing on it for like seven years because they didn't want to pay for it internationally earlier like how is this how have they still got the hype no one wears liquid lipstick everyone knows it's drying and the worst I'm I can't believe it am I affordable affordable price point and I bet 90% of them were sold to people under the age of 25 but still, aren't they? No like, shade. Here everyone is saying, like, off-center parts are lame. You know what's lame? Liquid lipstick. Your lips look dry. Shall we move on from that? Sorry, yeah, I really, I feel really <laughs> passionate about this one. I don't know. It's Kylie. She's a mogul. She has the world under her finger. Yeah. Anyway, that launched last week on the 24th and apparently it's going to be rolling out into 30 mecha stores around Australia and New Zealand. So interesting as well having Kylie launch not only Sydney, like flagship mecca closed, Mm. all of Melbourne closed, like the hub of mecca because obviously it started in Melbourne, and Auckland and like all of New Zealand closed. How crazy that... They're launching these big brands and all of the stores are closed. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting because, I mean, stores are usually the one, the places that are packed on opening days because people want to go in and swatch things. So I guess lots of blind buying must be happening, yeah. which probably means a lot more waste, which is a bit unfortunate. Yeah. I also just wanted to briefly touch on the fact that New Zealand in lockdown is crazy. Like, their stores are closed. The Mecca New Zealand website is closed. If you go on the website, it will tell you that they are shipping from Australia. Like, New Zealand is properly closed. They won't even, like, they can't even have Kylie right now. Like, who's accepting the deliveries? No one's there. What's happening? I don't understand how they function. Isn't it crazy? I found the same thing. I went on a Kiwi website during the week because they were selling a top or something that I wanted. And anyway, yeah, they were like, just so you know, we will not be dispatching until we can open our store again due to COVID. And I was like, whoa, it's actually the first time that I've seen that message displayed anywhere. Yeah. Uh, And next up, a brand called Love Scene, which personally I haven't heard of. Am I sleeping under a rock? Um, I haven't heard of it either. It sounds like an Intimates label, but obviously it's not. It is a lash brand and lash applicator tools. False. I have seen it. Elizabeth Makeup Artist says they look beautiful. This is ranged at Mecca, right? It's going to be, yeah. I'm not sure if they're... I'm pretty sure they've launched. Oh, yeah, they are. Yep. She said they're very different to what they already have there. You know, it's not like the Ardell lashes and they're not like the existing Mecca lashes, but then they're different to like a Lily lash. Like it's got that more luxe feel with individual tapering vibes. You know, it's more high-end than your drugstore lashes, but it's not as, like, Instagram as some of your other lashes. Um, They looked quite beautiful. They had some unique little, I guess, like, shape. It's like how we like with brushes when they're a bit different and tapered or small or whatever. These lashes just had different crisscrosses or different angles and some had brown hairs in them and the band wasn't too thick and they looked really beautiful. Okay, interesting. Apparently, this is the first time that the this brand has been retailed outside of the US. So, mm. an interesting pickup by Mecca. They must have good faith that it will do well. Yeah. That's it for all the new launches at Mecca. Oh, no, it's not. Whilst we're talking about things that have launched at Mecca, we should speak about the hyaluronic acid serum. Okay, just to shut everyone down, yes, we'll try it, okay? <laughs> Could we have had more DMs of people being like, 
yes, please try this next. Thank yeah. you. Look, how about I try two drops of it, realize that it's under $100 and say, it's fine, but it's not for me, and then I'll give it to a listener. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be all here for that. I promise not to touch the pipette on my face. <laughs> okay, great. And we've already spoken about that product, so we're not going to talk about it again. No. New vitamin C from Drunk Elephant, question mark? Yeah. So they've discontinued the C firma and now they have they they have they have launched it, they say. <laughs> Blimey, Gupta. <laughs> Something's wrong with me. <laughs> There's a weird English man inside of me and I can't get him out. <laughs> anyway. Um, you sound like the chimney sweep from what? Mary Poppins. <laughs> Jim Jiminy, Jim Jiminy. Uh, anyway, uh, they're bringing out, it's separate basically. Essentially you activate the L ascorbic acid when you receive it so that they're not having the issues with oxidization really. Oh. It's as fresh as you can get it. Is it a double pump scenario or is it a mix? Like, because remember, there have been a few brands that have done this. Philosophy did it and Kate Somerville did it. Yes, Kate Somerville. It's really popular. See, the reason I think those brands do it is because they've got like fat, like a lipid soluble vitamin C and a water serum or vice versa. Mm. But this is more, I believe, like from an oxidization standpoint. Directions, pour all of the liquid serum base into the vial containing the 15% L-obscorbic acid powder. Screw the pump onto the top and shake for one minute until the powder dissolves fully. Bubbles will oh. that's okay. Next, insert the vial into Seafirma's opaque outer container with the pump facing to the left until it snaps in for use. Once, you, once mixed, it will stay fresh for six months. Right. So it's a mix when it arrives at your house situation, a mix when you're ready to start using it. Yeah. Seems not a mix a with every application situation. No, correct. Yeah. So it's not like the Pericone where they do like multiple sachets and you use them for a week or whatever, which is still a good mm. idea because obviously staying potent for longer. But it's interesting that they still say six months because it would already say about six months on there. So you're not actually getting any longer than what they already say you get. Well, that's true because you're not like when you buy a product, you're technically breaking the air seal the first time you use it. So you're right. There must be something going on in the chemical reaction in the products just sitting together that didn't work out for them. Yeah. And I know like from working in store, people would always be like, this one's orange. This one, my last one wasn't this orange. It's oxidized. And they all think they're fucking Paula from Paula's Choice. Summer Friday CC, me. I've had like three bottles of it and sometimes it's clear and sometimes Mm. it's like quite yellow. Yeah, the mecha vitamin C is the same. It's the nature of L-ascorbic acid, which is why I enjoy using like a THD or another form of vitamin C. But whatever, it's interesting to see. Um, I'm sure that people that love that serum will be thrilled about that. I find it sticky and gross, but I know people love it. Great. Moving on. Kosas this week has announced that they have reformulated their Big Clean Mascara. Oh. Yeah, it launched in uh, October of last year 2020 yep 2020 and apparently they've said that it's their most smudge proof mascara ever now and it was originally claiming that so i think that there must have been some people a little bit upset about its claims not matching up with the product itself the thing with smudge proof it's so tricky 
Because I find with smudge proof, like on some people it will be smudge proof that might ordinarily find that they're smudgy. And then on other people, it's just rubbish. So it's so individual on how your eyes smudge. It's like whether they weep or water or whether it's actually an oily kind of smudgy situation. Yeah. So tricky. I'm interested. I do want to try that. We'll put it in the in the lineup, but they have said as well that they're using, which I thought was interesting to note. So lots of uh, smudge proof mascaras usually use film formers and they're typically copolymers, which are microplastics. So they have created this smudge proof formula with a biodegradable plant-based sugar that works as a natural binder for the mascara. So it's really clean and safe for sensitive eyes and still long wearing without having microplastics. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, thank God they specified that it was a plant-based sugar as opposed to, um, you know, <laughs> the sugar from cow that we're normally familiar with. <laughs> Why am I so hateful today? I think they have to say plant-based. They have got to greenwash things. This is like, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. But every time I drive past a bag of manure on the side of the road that says, like, horse poo, I'm like, all they need to do is start saying this is, you know, grass-fed and finished, organic, pasture-raised grass fertilizer. (laughs) And people will be like, ooh, instead of calling it a bag of horse shit. Anyway, that is what greenwashing is, and they have to do it because otherwise dumb people don't know where sugar might come from. Yeah. Oh, speaking of dumb people, Jacqueline Hill had a video the other day and she was saying like, don't get me wrong, this isn't a healthy snack. It's it's not great for you, but it's not the worst. Um, and then she said something like, like, it's got cane sugar. You know, it hasn't got actual sugar. And I was like, where do you think the sugar comes from? <laughs> like, where do people think food comes from? Yeah. Oh, dear. And whilst we're talking about mascaras, there is a new brand launched this week and their very first product is a mascara. Did you see what it is? I saw it from left and right. I had personal friends texting me. We had people tagging us on Insta. We had people DMing us on Insta. It is Loz Curtis's new brand called Lounge Face. What are your thoughts on the name? hate the name. I think it's because she had Lauren Curtis Lounge, which Mm -hmm. was her clothing line. And I wonder, because she said this is product slash brand has been like in the works for a few years now. I wonder whether at the time those made like it seemed to her like they might collide and become a one single lounge brand that incorporated cozy clothes and comfortable makeup. Yeah, I think she's trying to be Fenty and have the lounge and the makeup and whatnot and have it all be, you know, the name to me, not catchy. Also, I've had multiple people comment saying like, can you try this? Because everyone knows that she already has insane lashes. So the fact that she's modeling it like on herself, everyone's like, I don't know. So um, yeah, a lot of people are wanting to see it obviously on people with normal eyelashes. Yes. It has launched now and they're about 30 bucks and it's a tubing formula made in the US. Uh, can you only buy it from her website? Yeah, at this stage, yes. And I do wonder whether she'll sign on with like Mecca online for it. I don't reckon she's ever going to be retailed in store, not for unless she comes out with a full line, but it might might end up as a Mecca online exclusive, surely. Interesting. She's got mm-hmm. a really good relationship with Mecca, or she used to. 
yeah, I think she's a bit of a mm, – well, it was, again, something a bit mean and spicy. I was going to say she's a bit of a nobody in the beauty world now. No? Like it's not who you'd be going – she's more lifestyle. You wouldn't be going to her for true new beauty content, would you? No, probably not. You're right. But she still has a, quite a big following. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, I just said that we had to try the Kosas concealer, but I think we have to try that one first because the fans – You mean mascara, but yeah. Yeah. Well, you're holding the Kosas concealer. I'm sorry. Like, said what I saw okay this is the same issue I have when I ride a bike I drive into the things that I look at like I see the bin and I'm like don't walk like don't ride the bike into the bin and then I ride the bike into the bin (laughs) that's just dumb additionally in beauty news have you seen I saw this on trend mood and this was like whoa that the got to be hair gel that everyone's using for their brows but like, ew, I don't like using things that aren't really fit for purpose in a way that they shouldn't be used, has brought out a brows and edges situation in like a mascara wand. This is fucking genius. They have used the exact same formula that they already own and made it approximately 18 sizes smaller. And triple the price. And they have, yeah, increased the price and put a little spoolie on it because everyone has to smooth their edges these days and also everyone's obsessed with using that in their brows and I just think it's absolutely genius it's so on trend at the moment and it must have taken zero effort no but very interesting how quickly they managed to get it to market considering it hasn't been I mean they are Schwarzkopf or whoever they are I'm sure that they're affiliated with L'Oreal or and they've probably got very easy access to mascara wands, let's be honest, but very quick work by them and a great example of responding to what the industry wants to see from you. Yeah, I had mad respect for that. I would try it now that it's in this form, absolutely. Yeah, same, so would I. Oh, I have two more pieces of beauty news. The first one I want to talk about very briefly is the fact that we've been discussing this week that Sarah's Day has been having a break from social media. A break like I have a break from chocolate. She lasted like less than a day. (laughs) Yes, and we've been conspiring, as I'm sure that everybody has, about why it is that she's taking a break. We don't need to go down the mean things that we've said. We haven't said any mean things. Absolutely not. That's not what people do. Anyway, I found it interesting that it was announced today when we were recording the podcast, so Thursday last week, that there have been two Australian influencers who have breached the Australian Nas- Australian Association of National Advertisers Advertising Rules, the AANA. The first one was Nadia Fairfax, and we don't really care about it. It was a partnership with Samsung that Samsung claims wasn't related to them. It actually wasn't a paid post but apparently she's been a partner with samsung for a long time and so then people were like oh you didn't disclose that this was an ad anyway then also in the same article sarah's day who they've referred to as ms day which i thought was (laughs) hilarious as that's not either of her surnames has found herself in hot water for not disclosing a paid partnership with tropica who we obviously know she has like a She's got lines with them. She's got her body bloom. She's got her protein powders and whatever else it is that she's done with them. And she didn't use the hashtags ad or paid partner or sponsored in a post where they've said the placement of the product, highlighting the product's ingredients and sharing before photos 
did amount to material which would draw the attention to the public in a manner designed to promote the brand. Apparently, Tropeka has declined to comment. I'm super torn on this because while I am like Satan and a bitch, and I also am very pro disclosing ads, etc., I think that for influencers to be taken seriously and for there to be trust and whatnot, that's really important. But I also acknowledge that there's grey areas in things. And and with Sarah's day, she's so controversial that there would be people out there who work in advertising or legal stuff around this that would go, ha, I've got her and I'm going to take her down and ruin yeah. her. And it could have been a genuine, I don't know, like look at my abs, they look great today. I've had Tropica's protein this morning, whatever, and you know, they've put all that together and gone, boom, we've got her. And I'm like, yeah. as much as I love to shit on people in a lighthearted way, like, do you want to go out of your way to ruin someone? I think that's horrible. Just say nasty things in, si- in silence in your own head <laughs> or with someone else. I don't know. It's like we need a standard and set a precedent and all of that, but I also have a little bit of empathy for it as well. I agree, especially if it is a genuine passion for the products which I know that's like the whole thing that blurs the line between what's paid and what's genuine and like are you allowed to be paid for genuine thoughts and still have your own genuine thoughts <laughs> without, every time she says genuine thoughts. without being paid like it's just a bit of a it's a weird catch-22 because you want to actually like a product to talk about it that's the best case of most ideal scenario that's a win-win for both sides and then you would use that product if you actually did like it and therefore it's kind of one of those things where, I don't know, like if we got paid for our Ilya product trial last week and then I said that it was my favourite product this week, is someone going to come after us one day and be like, how dare you Mm. not disclose that that was a paid segment? It's like, well, it wasn't. I'm not. That was not part of my relationship with them. So You're right. It's us being such big influences with such a huge <laughs> following it's really easy to empathize with sarah's day i'm so worried about our future yeah i think that is absolutely right it's, we've just got to be really careful about where we're going with this podcast with our huge enormous listenership <laughs> okay anyway that's now my conspiracy theory as to why i think that she's taking time off social i think she's being sued and the final piece of beauty news this week is that ariana grande is launching a beauty brand and it's coming in September. And it's called REM? R-E-M. It's one of her very popular fragrances and also a song that she has. And so REM Beauty has been... Does she have a song called REM? Yep. And a fragrance called REM? Yep. Sorry, I've missed all of this. I was was really genuinely confused why she called it REM. I didn't realise it was an existing thing. She has filed a trademark under the business name that she has for something else. Can't remember. Thundercloud or something like that. Thunder Road. (laughs) Sorry. The brand has been registered to say that it could entail anything from concealers, lash serums, mascaras, eyeshadows, lip tints, brow pencils, glosses, and hair extensions, which, of course. Interesting. Another influencer beauty line. It's interesting that obviously when you like patent things or trademark them or whatever that you have to like list everywhere that it might go. Like where might we diversify? Hair extensions, put it in. Yeah, you must have to pay to continually upgrade your trademark in order Mm. to incorporate those things. Or the concern I suppose is that someone else brings something out and 
calls it REM because they said, yes. oh, Ariana Grande didn't capitalise on bringing out hair extensions and call- yeah. yeah, awful, awful thing for someone to do. But, hey, you got to make money somehow, hey. Uh, yeah, I think that's more clever than just, like, busting someone for an influencer non-disclosure. I think that's, like, got <laughs> guts behind it. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Dang, these products are so good. What's the deal? Great. Well, as that was a long beauty news, what is your beauty fave this week? My beauty fave is the Kosas bronzer in ah. D. Is it just? It is. It is such a lovely bronzer for the fascia, but it is <laughs> much better for the eyes. It is great. So I reckon I should probably wear medium on my face, but I can definitely get away with deep applied really lightly. But it's the tone of deep is a warm, purpley, ready brown, which means it is stunning as an eyeshadow and also a really nice tone on medium deep and deep skin tones. It's not super deep. They could bring out something that's much darker. It's just such a lovely color on the eyes and it's dark enough that you can like, you know, see the definition and it's less orange than most of the bronzers that I use. So it's nice to have something that's got more of a red purple eyeshadowy vibe than an orange for just when you want that different kind of tone and not so dark that I can't also use it on my face. It's just great. It's also very pigmented. Do you feel that it's a color that is too colorful to wear on your eyes because it's got ready purple tones in it or is it mostly brown? I mean, it's very clearly a brown, but it, looking at it, you can tell the undertone of it. Like it's got a clear uh, ready purple undertone, but it's still a neutral. I mean, it's a bronzer. It's going to be brown, um, but it's definitely, it's like darker than me using my radiant bronze light all over the eye. Like it's, it's. A, oh, that's yeah. pretty dark then. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's like a proper eyeshadow and I would genuinely buy it as a pure eyeshadow purpose. Great. It's great. If you're looking for a bronzer on a deeper skin or if you're like medium and you go quite a bit darker in summer this would be a great tone yeah true uh my beauty fave this week finally i can say it's my beauty fave is the ilia foundation good the skin tint for everyone wondering anyway i absolutely love it i love everything about it i also tried mixing it with my because historically previously i'd only tried it straight not mixed not stirred not shaken (laughs) And I got to try it with the Glossier tint. Yeah. Beautiful. Lovely. Don't know how it makes it better because it's great on its own, but it does make it better 
Oh, it's so good. I do want to show though, I'll upload a video to our stories at some point this week. I noticed I like dotted it on my face to like blend it in and apply it earlier this week. And I could see when I started to then blend a spot that I'd left on my forehead for a little bit, the very distinct oxidization of the foundation. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to show everyone that so that they could see that it does oxidize a little bit. Interesting. Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hair mat. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. What's your non-beauty fave? I have two. Good. Because I don't have any good ones. Oh, okay. One leans into uh, almost a snack fave, but it's not. It is what I mentioned last week, which is Julia Busitil Nishimura. God, it's a, it's a hard surname. And I'm yep. about to become a double barrel complicated surname. And I apologize to everyone that has to say it, but also I don't fuck you all. It's her... <laughs> YouTube channel. Great. And her first video was Ricotta Gnocchi and it was awesome. Also, this woman, she's Macedonian, speaks fluent Italian, and I'm pretty sure she also speaks fluent Japanese. Like, what can't she do? She can cook every cuisine at that rate. Like, yeah, she just knows everything. Anyway, I love her. She's so cute. Elizabeth makeup artist. It's her favorite food in the world, Ricotta Gnocchi, and she always tells me, how she makes it, and I was just a bit nervous because I couldn't see, like, the indicator for the texture. She's always like, oh, you just you just go by eye, add flour till it feels right. And I'm like, okay, like, I get that, but I need to know what's right for the first time to then make it. Then mm. so Julia brings out this video, which perfectly tells me I made it. It was delicious with this, like, tomato-y fresh sauce. Oh, stunning. How good is ricotta gnocchi? But also... It makes you so full so quickly that you feel like you're going to die. All of a sudden it sneaks up on you and then you're like, I can't eat one more pillow or I'm going to explode. I absolutely agree. And Liz keeps trying to keeps trying to tell me, like, you can eat more of it. I'm like, false. It is literally loaded with protein and carbs. It's it so filling. A whole meal in one. Like, truly so filling but it feels light so you eat a lot of it and then you go oh my god oh my god that's exactly what happens it's like it fills you up and it expands in your stomach or something and then it's like psych now you're trapped very beautiful looking and impressive if you want to like impress someone on a date or like friends coming over or something Mm. yeah good thing so yeah i cannot wait for more videos from her because the first one was a hit wonderful shall i tell you my second oh please yes my second non-beauty fave is your playlist on Spotify. <laughs> I feel renamed to what I said. This is Sunroof Tunes. I love it. I always work with the TV on, mindless YouTube or TV. For three or four of my five work days this week, I listened to music on my speaker, on my Bose speaker, which shout out, loved it. Sunny days, music, so good. Well, you'll be excited to hear then that this week, aka next week, it's going to be like three sunny days in a row at the start of the week. So that playlist on repeat. Yes. How great. I feel honoured that I contributed to your non-beauty fave. Also, shout out to everyone who followed my playlist on Spotify. I think there's like 33 people or something. Yeah, there's 33 people because only six people liked mine. Yeah. And that means I'm like basically a Spotify influencer now. Yeah. Great. Just going to bask in that for a moment. What's your non-beauty fave? <laughs> My non-beauty fave this week continues to be The Handmaid's Tale. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I'm not going to say too much, but if you haven't watched it, please watch it. Things get much less grim after the middle of season two and then everything is great and fuck it's such it's such a good show it's like the first you know how we said it's really overwhelming to try and watch a show that you like has another world and you're not really sure like whether you're gonna like it i am living in this show i have to stop myself multiple times a day from saying things like blessed day to people because that's Mm -hmm. what they all say to each other and like blessed be the fruit (laughs) i know what you mean because it's like when you used to play sims and you'd be like oh i can't do that i'm out of simoleons and then you'd be like wait no i don't use simoleons i use dollars and i do have those (laughs) yes i love that feeling you're fully lost in the show i am so lost in the show anyway i i literally don't have time for any other non-beauty faves because it's all that I spend my hours doing when I'm not working or eating or cooking or walking. That's super lovely but if you bring it as a non-beauty fave next week I'm leaving the podcast. I know I'm really sorry I'll have to start absorbing some more content. Yeah. Just hook it to my veins! What's your snack? Ah my snack is an accidental order from Harris Farm online. Oh Let me tell you, those cookies and not the cookies like, you know, that you'd order because it's an online grocer, the cookies, the internet cookies get you. Because a while ago, I put in some of the gluten-free goods to look at them and zoom in and figure out if they look delicious. Anyway, I forgot to clear them from my cart and they arrived and I was like, oh my God, I've ordered the whole gluten-free range (laughs) of the website. So I ordered the gluten-free bakehouse English muffin times four, gluten-free bakehouse Turkish bread 600 grams, and the gluten-free bakehouse white burger buns times four. Um, four bags of No, 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 of one of them. I'm just reading the products. Oh. I was like, wow, that was a mistake. Yeah, and you can't return food, so awkward. Anyway, the English muffins, I was, like, concerned and also okay when I looked at them because I'm like, oh, they're tall. They look like a kind of gourmet English muffin that you'd buy. They don't look tip-top-ish, but they look like, you know, a pepeseya vibe would do. You know, I'm like, okay, we'll see how we go. Mm. Pop them in the freezer. And then I made a tuna melt with them and it was so good. It doesn't have the like kind of semolinary dusting mm. like the Strata English muffins do. And it almost is closer to a burger bun, but it's really good. And it makes really good, like, lunchy, toasty sandwiches, kind of like a bread roll. Yeah. Like a bap. Yeah, but no, it's great. It's great. It, it's definitely English muffin-y, but it's different to the strata. And they serve different purposes, for sure. Okay. I think it's better, better like, toasted and sandwichy than it is with just, you know, butter and jam on it or something. Mm. But it's a good English muffin. And if you can't get it on strata because you're not in Melbourne, it's great. And then today I had the white burger bun because I made a smashed burger Mm. and it was also like pretty decent. There was a tiny bit of stodginess to it, but I only toasted one side really. And Mm. like I really don't enjoy when gluten-free goods bring down a whole meal and this burger was like super palatable. So these gluten-free bakehouse goods have got me excited. Yeah, it sounds good. I can't wait to try some when we're out of lockdown and I can steal one from you if they're not mm. already gone. Well, they've got the Turkish bread, which I can definitely make a yummy sub vibe on like we've been mm. doing. Yeah. Yum. What's your snack? My snack this week is the Vigo, Vejo, never know how to say it, Vigo. Uh, it's bread or chocolate? No, it's the Vigolino 
<laughs> which is a fine a fine hazelnut chocolate praline and they come in tiny pyramids what do you call a pyramid in a long shape what's oh, the a trapezium is that the name of that three sides but like this oh no it's a like a toblerone literally the shape of a toblerone yeah what is that, is that not a trapezium or is a trapezium a one-sided shape? I think I thought a trapezium had five sides. That's a trapezoid. It's a triangular prism. <sighs> Good girl. It's a triangular prism. Ms. O'Brien, year nine, drunk on a bike, would be so proud of me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she was a hippie and used to always come to school with bruises from riding her bike home drunk from going out for a drink and she owned two pet dingoes which are given to her by aboriginal elders ms (laughs) o'brien everybody she was wasted at a catholic school she was she was cooked at all times okay not not drunk wasted but like her talent was wasted there oh she was wasted in every way (laughs) she she was the one who's the reason that i stopped maths here's a story time for all of you because in year it must have been year nine or maybe it was year 10. I can't remember. Whenever the last time we were forced to do maths. I think it was year nine. Maths. No, no, you have to do maths till year 10, don't you? No, I think I, I only did it till year nine. Whoa. You really limited your options for your future so early on. I did. <laughs> okay, career counsellor. <laughs> because she told us before the final year exam, don't worry, girls. I've already submitted your exam results and you all passed. <laughs> She she wrote all of our reports before we'd all done the final year exam, and I was like, sick one. And so, because I was an asshole of a school student, I didn't I didn't fill out the exam paper. That is so I never studied for the exam. So I actually am not good at maths at all. That's incredible in so many ways. Also, how fucking annoyed would you be if you were that dweeb that studied really hard and like. It, it was for nothing. But also, how annoyed would I be if she lied? <laughs> and then I yeah. failed maths. Super risky. On a similar note, this is a good... Uh... Oh, wait, you haven't finished your snack, but I'll finish my story. No, no, Vigolino pralines. It's oh, yeah, fine. Okay, well, let's ride this out. So, me, very model student. Probably the only thing I am good at in life is being a good learner. One of the first sort of meetings and, like, me getting to know Abby and being at Brenton's house and Abby was there... Abby was studying for an exam and the sort of first or second year that Abby was at uni, she just didn't really apply herself and just went to like coffees instead of lectures and she was failing and she had to transfer, but she was like, oh, I just can't be bothered studying for this. I've already failed the subject. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Abby? Why are you going to the exam? You've already failed the subject. Yeah. And she was like, looked up and she was like, you're right. And she didn't study and she didn't go to the exam. <laughs> she, never, she didn't pass the subject. And she was like... I'll always remember the time you told me just not to go to the exam. And it was really good advice. <laughs> valid. So completely valid. Valid. Don't try if it's not worth it. No, absolutely. It's not worth stressing yourself over. That's silly. I shouldn't I shouldn't be talking about it like it's a funny thing to advocate for wasting your education, but I absolutely wasted mine. It is certainly a rite of passage. And then you can also always um, put it, if you're me and like, you know, straight A student, um, you know, I've done like a, 
I did my honors year and a master's and um, now I work for minimum wage in retail and I'm really overqualified and like with a very large hex debt and <laughs> where does my quote unquote intelligence get me now and my quote unquote multiple degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so you were basically like the ugh, model co extend lash mascara throughout uni and I was the Ilya super skin. I think it would be generous to call me the model co mascara because I like the model co mascara. Okay, you were the... I uh, was damn girl. Oh, no. I'm sick of you putting it down like this. Let's finish this episode. Um, That's enough. And we'll see you on Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, okay, cool. We're done. We'll see you on Wednesday. We are reviewing the Era Perez skin tint. I think it's called. Bye. Bye. Chat to you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.